you hear us through your AirPods or see us on your laptop, how about meeting us in real life? Because we're taking Queer Money on the road this summer and fall. Visit QueerMoneyPodcast.com forward slash tour or the link in your podcast player to find out when we'll be in your neighborhood. What do two millennials who refer to themselves as chicks with tattoos do for a living? Sell insurance, of course. Today we're talking with Hannah and Jade Sullivan, the co-founders of POGO, P-O-G-O, a one-stop shop for business insurance for entrepreneurs, small business owners, and freelancers. Find out how these two women have built their geo-liberated lives and are taking the insurance industry by storm. Oh, also find out how to get the insurance you probably already need, even if you're just a side hustler. Lastly, this episode is being brought to you by the Start Becoming Debt-Free Challenge, available at debtfreeguys.com, coming soon. Here we go. There's personal finance for the masses. This is not personal finance for the masses. This is Queer Money. Welcome back to another episode of Queer Money. David and I are quite excited about this particular show because we love the aggressiveness, the eagerness, the forthrightness of how this show came about. So we published an article on Forbes a couple months back about eight habits of power couples. We got a lot of response from that, actually. Uh, and that was a more fun article for us to write, not so serious. And we got an email from someone who said they're a part of a power couple. They're building their own business. They are starting to thrive. And they wanted to know if there was a way that we could partner. And I just love the boldness of that, of just saying, hey, I want to reach out to you, see how we can partner and help grow your brand and vice versa. And so today we are welcoming the founders of Pogo, which we'll talk more about later, Hannah and Jade Sullivan. Welcome to the show. Hello. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Thanks for reaching out. We're excited about this. Definitely. We are too. So would you mind giving our readers, our listeners, a little bit of your background and and who you are? Sure. So this is Hannah. Both of my parents are entrepreneurs, so I was kind of dragged into being an entrepreneur (laughs) myself from a very, very young age to the point of having to start a Christmas present wrapping operation and (laughs) starting an art camp, teaching origami. Like I seriously put myself out there, but it was because I was just kind of like addicted to like finding gigs as they would say, (laughs) just like trying to live up to their, like, you know, find a way or make one. And they're both self-starters. And so that's kind of where I got my drive from. Nice. Yes. Yeah. Nice. I grew up with a single mom. We moved around the country a lot because she worked in the resort business and she was a super hustler too. I definitely always wanted to be like her and I shared a similar drive, I think. Was always on the go, like always traveling and challenging myself. And basically I was a freelance video editor for a while and then I wanted to sort of be at the at the front of the idea rather than just carrying out someone else's vision. And I was getting really interested in technology and interactive experiences. So I ended up going to graduate school for creative technology. And that's where I met Hannah. Yeah, she was obsessed with me <laughs> from the beginning. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> yeah, she was, well, first of all, she's like a big time overachiever. Like she had her own track, but she just had to audit classes that were in my track. <laughs> and she asked to be <laughs> and she um asked to be on my team for my project. And I was like, girl, I see you. We're gonna do this. Okay. <laughs> and then from there it was just an immediate connection. Yeah, we clicked and we loved working together and we like started doing all these crazy side projects together and we ended up teaming up to get a job together and working together in New York City as a creative team. 
So nice. nice. Wow. So That's you, where it all started. Yeah, people started are like, we're intrigued, couple. but we're slightly scared. <laughs> <laughs> we're like, just go with it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> don't know what to expect. And sometimes that's the best place to do it. Not when you're comfortable and you're in a career to make the move. It's at the very beginning to just go for it because... Take the plunge. Yeah, you're, you're already going aggressively in a direction you want. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I love what you said there, Jade, about how you decided at one point you wanted to be in the forefront of the idea. And there's that famous quote where you're either building your dream or you're building someone else's dream. And either is okay. You just need to make sure you're doing what you want to do. Obviously, you're, you're doing that, which is great. But yeah, I you love that quote. Both didn't start out doing what you're doing now. You both started a career, as you alluded to earlier, doing creative work in New York City. What did you go to school for specifically and how did your career start out? So in undergrad, I was a double major in mass communications and sociology. And then when we went to Brand Center for grad school, we both got master's in business and mine was in art direction as well. And Jade's was in creative technology. Yeah. And I went to undergrad for arts management and studio art. So we both have like sort of creative freelance backgrounds you know, before taking a total left turn into insurance. Yeah. And (laughs) it's kind of interesting because in our program, they just drilled into us, like people don't want somebody that does everything. They only want a specialist. And Jade and I were like, it's so hard. We can't say no, we can't stop ourselves (laughs) because we just liked, you know, mixing things up and dabbling you know, yeah, we were creative, but sometimes we liked to be strategic too. And that wasn't really what you were going to do in the creative world. Right. (laughs) So we were always kind of open to, you know, exploring other avenues. And it wasn't only about creativity or design, but it was about creative problem solving in and of itself. And that's kind of why, even though it was totally random and like a major left turn for us to get into insurance, we were like, kind of into it too, because we're like, this sounds like a definite problem. (laughs) Let's do this. What I love about what you've just told us is that you have a desire or an interest or maybe an innate ability in a creative space, but you didn't hold yourself back by saying, I could never be successful in business. So I've got to just silo myself in the creative space. You said, I'm going to go for what makes me happy. And that's having a foot in both. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We like to dabble. It's like Oprah says all the time, everything you want is downstream. You don't need to make life so difficult. So gravitate towards the things that are inspiring you and making you happy and getting you excited. And if you happen to be interested in the strategic as well as the creative, then pursue a career that allows you to do that. And if one doesn't exist, as you're proving, create your own career. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's that's a great segue into what you're doing. You alluded to (laughs) earlier that you're in, in insurance. What is Pogo and what are you doing in the insurance world? Pogo is a commercial insurance platform for small businesses. We compare top business insurers with just one form and we do it for free. So that's the gist. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, we take your information from a quote form that takes like 10 minutes to complete, if that. And we reach out to all of our partners and compare, you know, coverages, prices, and everything like that and give you the best option. Everything is online and everything is free. Like we don't get a commission from you. We get paid by the insurance company itself. So come on, come on, come on. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm I'm an entrepreneur, the freelancer, and I'm assuming you're saying that I should have some sort of insurance on my business, right? 
Right. Yes. yes. Definitely. For sure. And so I can come. I mean, we have to say that, right? So I could go to pogo.co, fill out some information. Your system will reach out to your insurance partners and come back with the best quote for to meet my needs as a business owner. Yeah. So like, let's say you're not only a business owner, you're a digital nomad and you're going to Thailand to work on your company. It's like, instead of you going to all of the airline companies and saying, okay, what are the rates here? What are my options here? What times are here? You go to kayak and kayaks like, Hey, here's all of your information in one place. We did everything for you. Now you just have to choose one stop shop. Yeah. That's kind of what we're doing. Oh, gotcha. That's brilliant. Yeah. Can you just maybe give us an idea of the types of insurance that you're covering here, that you're reaching out to? Yeah. So basically all commercial lines, we can help all businesses with liability policies, workers' compensation for themselves or their employees, business property, you know, auto, auto umbrella, umbrella. I mean, everything. Yeah. Basically anything you need to do business and to protect yourself. Yeah. Do you include health insurance in that? We do not at the moment, just okay. commercial I, I just wanted, wanted to make sure we clarified that because I didn't think I saw when I was looking at the site, I didn't think I saw it on there. But at the same time, the insurance space is so confusing. And as entrepreneurs, <laughs> we need to simplify our decision-making process as much as possible. And what you're saying is that on the business side of insurance, Pogo is going to do that for me. For sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's one of the main issues we're trying to help solve is when you work for yourself, you know, you can't just be Hannah the designer. You have to do your taxes. You have to figure out your insurance. You have to figure out all these administrative things. And insurance is one of the most annoying things that you have to do. So we're trying to... <laughs> it's just, so confusing yeah. for no good reason. We'll just take that off your hands. <laughs> yeah. Please like, do. Don't worry about it. Like, we already know what it is. Okay? <laughs> That's awesome. So what made you think you could start out so young and get into the insurance space. To me, that is just such a gigantic leap. I never would have thought, I'm going to just I'm going to challenge New York life that has been around since 1880 or whatever. You think of these like old monolithic buildings and these older white men. Like, What made you think you could do this? Exactly. So, well, I actually have been in the insurance industry since I was in high school. After class in high school, I would like get all dressed up and like go down to my dad's office and stuff envelopes. <laughs> and, and I was like, this is terrible. Like, why am I here? And he would just be like, you know, so you're going to come work here after college, right? And I was like, yeah, like, there's no way. Like, <laughs> I'm going to be a designer. Like, I'm not doing this. So we were working in New York at a creative agency, like we said, and he approached us and was like, okay, guys, like, I'm working on this new like backend insurance program for agents. Do you guys want to be a part of it? And we kind of, I mean, immediately we're like, yeah, for sure. Like we always knew that we wanted to work for ourselves and we had his expertise and connections and kind of his like established presence in insurance. And then we were like, you know, a fresh perspective total non-insurance experts at the time. And we're like, why not just partner together, like pair our skill set and come up with something awesome and also necessary for this growing demographic of like self-employed people and like 
a way to support the gig economy and stuff, which is what we're interested in. Too. Yeah, we were weirdly intrigued. <laughs> and all of, our friends, yeah, all of our friends were like, what? Like when we would say, yeah, we're going to start working in insurance. They were like, we're, oh we're. my God. They were just yeah. like, why? Like we would go to parties and like, they'd be like, so what do you do? We're like, oh, we're in insurance. And they would like turn the other way. Yeah. Like, There's nothing to talk about. I'm going to go get a drink now. Yeah. And that was always the reaction. And we never asked, for their input, but people really just wanted to give their input on how much they hated oh, yeah. insurance <laughs> and they'd go on about it. And we were like, wow. And especially as someone who is self-employed, like a lot of our photographer or, you know, freelancer friends would say, gosh, I have to get all these policies from all these different places. I have to keep up with the renewal dates. I have to do this. And we just started to really realize that that was something we wanted to try to solve. <laughs> yeah. One of the things that I love about this story and just caveat we did talk to hannah and jade a little bit before recording this episode so we knew a little bit about them before but one of the things i love about what you just said was you have a pedigree in entrepreneurship so you knew that you were going to do that yourself but instead of going out and saying i'm going to recreate the wheel i'm going to go out and do something brand new you said how can i make the mousetrap better <laughs> and that's <laughs> definitely that's, you realize that there's a way for you to take something that is already in your life and improve upon it to make it into something that's great. And maybe just share a little bit about your thought process about why you decided to do that rather than just going off and creating something brand new on your own. Yeah, well, you know, it's interesting that you bring that up because we actually were really trying to think of something new for a while. Like we knew we wanted to like do something create something, build something. And we would just come up with all these ideas for inventions. And we were obsessed with Shark Tank. And we would, <laughs> we would like go on walks in our free time and be like, okay, so what are we going to invent today? So what about a plastic tube that goes on the bottom of a high heel yeah. and it keeps it from venting the hardwood floor? I mean, just anything. We would just spend so much time like inventing things. And honestly, none of it was very good. <laughs> yeah. So. Or like worthwhile. I mean, okay. Like that's helping you like for like a second yeah. of your life. But. Or we do research and it already existed and which pretty much everything exists. So then I started <laughs> thinking, you know, I kept talking to my mom about this stuff and I finally was like, you know, maybe it's not about coming up with something new, but coming up with a new way of doing something or like you said, improving something that already exists in your own way. And that's kind of, I guess, where we landed finally. Yeah. I mean, like in grad school, you know, a big lesson they would preach is show me something I've never seen before. Or if I have seen it, tell me about it in a way that I've never heard. Mm -hmm. And insurance at its core, like every single thing, it's really not that complicated. It's just complicated because there's like technical definitions and like all this jargon and like old people talking to themselves about <laughs> insurance. So we're like, okay, we understand insurance now. Like how can we kind of spit this out in a way that people can not become overwhelmed by not like, you know, fall asleep because it's so boring, not that it's so annoying that they just want to run away. So we kind of just wanted to make things easier and simpler just through yeah. presentation and design. making the process easier. <clears throat> the major part of my program in grad school was use your experience design. So we just spent a lot of time deconstructing the process and figuring out where, you know, there were snags and what could be improved. 
essentially. That's great. You know, as you're speaking, I'm thinking to myself, it may be that everything has already been invented, I guess, until we discover some alien alloy. <laughs> but if that's the case, then the opportunity is in how do you make what we already have better? Right. I mean, we could probably all agree that almost everything that we're using and all of our processes could be even just a little bit better. And if you could be the conduit to improve that experience for that particular customer, you save their day. Because I'm thinking to myself, yeah. insurance is so frustrating and archaic and it's such an ordeal and we're, we're kind of going through health insurance issues right now for ourselves and I'm hearing you speak and I'm thinking we should totally have business insurance and we, but that's just what I was <laughs> like but your process looks and feels easier it's a little more amicable easier to swallow and if it's important to have insurance it's important to make the process easier especially for people who are more creative yeah, right. you have a photographer or an artist yeah. or whatever. They're just not in that kind of a space typically to think about insurance and crossing T's and dotting I's and you're solving that problem for them. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, I'll admit this project was a little bit self-serving because we were like, okay, what would we want to interact with? Like we're designers, like we don't want to go on an like old site with maroon and tan boxes and like 20 paragraphs on <laughs> crazy stuff you know so we're like okay like let's just do this yeah for us and people like us which is our friends and and we just you know studied the best forms that we could find and and just thought about every single element that makes something a little easier or a little more enjoyable and just yeah <laughs> gets, it, it gets people back to what they're really good at what they want to be focused on and allows them to still protect themselves the way they're supposed to as a business exactly. owner. Exactly. Right. Yeah. We've kind of just been saying like, let us do what we do best so you can do what you do best. Like you're a photographer, you should be out there taking photos, yeah. not like deciphering like technical stuff on the internet for hours. So Absolutely. we'll do that. We already know. Yeah. <laughs> and you can do your thing. So you're in business with your father as well, right, Hannah? Yes. Okay. So yeah, I have to give give props to Mr. Gordon Love because he's an older gentleman, I'm assuming, and he's been in the insurance industry, it sounds like, for several years. And he's open to the idea of saying, yes, I'm open to the idea of trying something completely new. He's not saying, no, Hannah and Jade, you're going to do this my way. You're going to come into my office every day and we're going to stuff in yeah. <laughs> He's open to this idea. So how did you, did you have to convince him or was he open to this from the get-go? Well, he has a history of launching like new programs and products and stuff. So he is open to change in a way, but in a way that he's comfortable with mm. or that he sees that it makes sense or whatever. Like so many things that we have come up with, he's just been like, no, like it can't be like that. Or like other insurance people that we've talked with, they're like, it just isn't like that. Yeah. Like, why? And right. they're like, because that's just the way it is. Yeah, he is. He's traditional in that way. And the yeah. fact that he only wears black, gray, and dark blue. <laughs> and, he does. and he's had a mustache for 30 years. Yeah. He wears the same thing every day. <laughs> but he really does believe in us. And, you know, if we work on him for a while for an idea, he'll come around to it. Like, if we can prove why it can be changed. Yeah. Right, and so right. that's really been the push and pull of our relationship. Yeah. But it's just like a trust element. And we're like, look, we, we didn't go to, like, the best grad school for branding because we have bad ideas like we have the right exposure we have the schooling we have the knowledge and you have your arena of like expertise so we'll trust you you trust us let's do this right so what have you learned as entrepreneurs well i am not perfect that's for sure <laughs> 
Yay. <laughs> Yay for failures because they make us better. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I am not an expert and you just have to learn how to be flexible and go with the flow and let go of your ego because everything is new. I mean, this is the first company I've started. So obviously I'm not an expert at starting companies. And yeah, I'm experienced with design, but I'm not experienced with most of the logistics that go into starting your own business. So it's really just, you know, kind of taking a deep breath and being okay with change and imperfection. Yeah. And just being like open to figuring out so many things every single day and just finding ways to keep stamina and stay inspired and just figure it out. Just make it happen. However you have to do it. Just be scrappy. It's hard. <laughs> yeah. yeah <laughs> be scrappy. It's, awesome. it, it's clear that Jay, that's you talking because you, <laughs> you had mentioned that that's the kind of person your mother is. And that's clearly what's shining through on the way that you're looking at this whole process is I'm determined. I'm going to make it happen and I'm going for it. Yeah. Yeah. It, she will not stop. It's interesting because John and I do something every morning. We do a, a little session with each other where we basically talk to each other about things that we're either proud of or grateful for, or things like that. And one of the things that comes up on a regular basis for us is tenacity and determination to make sure that we do the best job we can to make our business thrive. And I think that if you talk to any successful entrepreneur, that has to be a trait that they have. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, the good thing about us is, you know, we're not just Hannah and Jade, the people that started an insurance company. We have, you know, a very strong friendship. And obviously, we love each other. We're married. So we're always rooting for each other. Like we are, you know, pushing each other, we're supporting each other. And we're also having a lot of fun with role play at work. <laughs> Meaning. Let's, let's, let's define that. Let's clarify that. Yeah, here we go. Here we go. So like sometimes, you know, I'm in charge. Sometimes she's in charge. Sometimes I'm the creative and she's the strategic person. And sometimes it's vice versa. So there's pressure, but it's distributed amongst us both the responsibility is distributed amongst us so we can I know always support each other and keep pushing forward. yeah I mean I think that's what's cool about you know being in business as a couple because you have a different kind of relationship that most people don't know or don't have and it, it is something special I think Absolutely. It works. Yeah. yeah. I would 100. I'm sure you guys know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I would totally agree with that. And it's so funny because because we work so much and we're together so much, it's the blending of the, okay, now we're a couple, but now we're business partners. They just kind of <laughs> merge all the time. Like we can be in bed talking to each other about, you know, nothing important. And all of a sudden we start talking about business. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, and I don't know it's if that's a good or a bad language. thing. <laughs> right. The blending of the different roles, as you sort of suggested, it's very interesting. It's also, I think, made our relationship that much better because when we were working separately, you know, our goals were, of course, we wanted each other to succeed. But now it's a different kind of mutual success that we're both striving for. Right. One of the things I love about working with my husband is that we can celebrate those times together. And when we see each other starting to take a nosedive mentally, we can <laughs> rescue each other. Instead of just watching the other one crash and burn, we rescue each other and pull each other back. So Definitely. It, it's good to have that. Yeah. What is a day in your life like? Tell us what it's like working as a couple in business together. Kind of give our listeners a flavor of what it would be like if they were working with their partner in business. 
So this is going to sound like really embarrassing and nerdy, but we love to go to bed like extremely early because we get really excited for the next day. (laughs) Um, Like it's really nerdy, but we just are so obsessed with what we're doing right now that we can't wait for the next day to just tackle it. So we get up really early. We live like 10 minutes from work, like a walk from work. So we will typically like walk to this amazing bakery right by our house and grab some coffee and just kind of say, okay, like here's our goals for today. What do you want to do? What do you want me to do? What are we going to do? Blah, blah, blah. And then just get to work. We try to get to work by like seven so we can have some private time before everyone comes. <laughs> no, just to, like blast, <laughs> just to blast Spotify and listen to our hip hop to get us you know, <laughs> nice. going for the day. <laughs> but yeah, and then from there, I mean, we just, you know, bounce around like we could be doing concepting or design or working on the site or working on content, writing, working with carriers or playing with our dog, Henry, who comes to work with us. <laughs> nice. That's awesome. You threw down the gauntlet. What time is going to bed early to you? (laughs) (laughs) Depends. Before 10. Before 10. Yeah, you better bleep this out. (laughs) (laughs) And what time is waking up early? Like sometimes it's like 845 and we're like, is it time yet? Like let's go (laughs) hang out. That's our term where it's like, we're not going to go to bed. We're just going to like hang out in our room. But immediately we're like, really? But yeah, we try to start working by seven. Gotcha. Nice. I love it. So David and I typically get to bed between 8.30 and 9.30. We try to try to turn off the technology by 8.30. We try to be in bed by 9 and try to have our heads on the pillow by 9.30 at the latest. Uh, Doesn't always work out that way. But we do consistently wake up between 4 and 4.30. And what? we do, we practice a very similar ritual to you. We wake up early, we do our meditation, and then shortly after that, we do our gratitudes. And then David and I discuss what we're working on that day and make sure that they're aligning with what our longer term goals are for the month and the year. Not the same exact processes, but it's quite similar. Yeah. Well. When you're listening to this and you're thinking about, could you go into business with your husband or wife or your partner if you're not married? Listen again to the the excitement and fun of the day that Hannah and Jade have. The way you told that, because I think a lot of people think that entrepreneurship and going into business with your partner is all hard work and is very scary. And it can be, and at times it will be, but at the same time, there are so many fun things that you can do every day, like take your dog to work or have coffee with your husband or wife in the morning before you go to work rather than in the car, in the car, (laughs) complaining about the traffic as you're on your way to work. So yeah, it's, I mean, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, it's really awesome too, because Jade and I have had the opportunity to work abroad while we're working on Pogo. So we launched from Mexico City. We spent two months there last summer, and then we are now in Buenos Aires uh, this winter. And it's just really nice because, you know, you can work really hard together, but you can also you know, travel and stay inspired and meet other entrepreneurs and bounce ideas off of them. And yeah, it just keeps it fresh. The internet, you know, has changed everything. You can work remotely so easily now. Mm-hmm. And so why not do it? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's what I always say. Right. You can work and play <laughs> and work and play at the same time. 
And most people feel like they have to reserve work for five days a week and play for two days a week. And you don't have to. You don't have to. You can just work for seven. <laughs> yeah, that's what we do. Yeah, work for fifteen days, take off. Yeah, my four parents days. are like, "You guys are in Argentina. Like, what are you doing? It's Saturday at two. You're still working." We're like, "This is what we do for fun, okay?" Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, we just really like it. It's really yeah, fun. But if it's really, you know, not the time for work, and one of us wants to work and the other doesn't. We have a safe word. Yeah, yeah, nice, nice. The safe word is ketchup. Yeah. <laughs> ketchup? Yeah. That means you're not allowed to talk about work for at least a couple of hours. Nice. <laughs> nice. That's awesome. That's, that's good. Yes. I think we need to institute that. Yeah. <laughs> so I like what you alluded to there. You know, I think we all have this traditional mindset. We got to work five days a week and get two days off. It sounds like you at least occasionally work in, in batches. And that's what, was it Adam Carroll? Adam Carroll was our public speaking mentor. And he has a podcast called Build a Bigger Life. And he talks about how he would, and probably still does, work like just hard for three months. And then he would take off for a month. Or he yeah. would work hard for six months and take his family on vacation abroad for two months. The two months that he was off, he was off. He didn't right. work at all. And so think about that, too, if you're listening to this podcast. You don't necessarily need to try to fit your business or whatever it is you do in the traditional mold of the nine-to-five grind. You can work in batches, work in months or weeks, and then take months and weeks off. Exactly. Absolutely. So it's obviously not all roses. What have, <laughs> been, what have been some of your biggest mistakes, either as entrepreneurs or specifically with Pogo, if there's an example there? Yeah. So Jade's I, an obsessor. That's <laughs> problem. Um, yeah. If it were just me, Pogo probably would have never, ever launched. <laughs> um, I can tend to obsess and try to make things perfect and just go around and around and, and never you know, Hannah's the driver. She's the doer. I'm the just thinker who could just like think about all the ways everything could go. And, (laughs) but the biggest thing I've had to learn is, you know, I let her take charge in that way because I realized that you're never going to feel ready. You're never going to feel like anything is perfect because nothing is ever going to be perfect. So you just have to stop being so precious about everything and just roll with it. I love that quote. Stop being so precious about everything. Yeah, that is is good. I love that. Thank you. (laughs) Hannah, Um, did you have... Yeah, my biggest mistake is just being too emotional about things, like letting my emotions get the best of me. I mean, I'm really, really hard on myself. And I don't like not knowing how to do stuff. And, you know, this is the first time, like I said, starting a company. So obviously, I'm not very experienced doing a lot of these things. So I can just be like, oh, my God, I suck. Like, I'm a faker. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm never going to make it. What am I doing? And then, you know, something great happens. And then I'm like, party. Like, this is amazing. I love it. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just, you know, being okay with the whiplash and the roller coaster. And yes. It's a roller coaster, isn't it? It is for sure. Yeah. And I think that's one of the reasons why it's so great to have your partner or your best friend or whomever doing it with you because it's a little bit, a little bit less volatile (laughs) what you're doing with somebody else. And you know, like David said, you can pull each other up every now and then. So yeah, it's definitely volatile, but I would say it's totally worth it. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And we also have like an added element to that, that we work with my dad too. So it's like major fam time. (laughs) And it's, Great having him as a mentor because he can't escape us. So like, <laughs> it's like if we're like having a late night one night, it's like 830 at night and we're like freaking out about something. We're like texting him and calling him like he can't say no. Like he has to talk to us <laughs> as your father. <laughs> yeah, that is um, nice. You know, yeah, it's, it's really fun. 
I was kind of thinking, I think maybe it's the shoe was on the other foot as well for him. He always wanted to have you take over his business or work with him or work for him. So he's getting a little bit of what he wanted as well, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, he thought. But... <laughs> yeah, I can be spicy sometimes. So <laughs> During those times, he's like, okay, what I get myself into? <laughs> he's still your dad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> can't get rid of me. <laughs> So let's go back to Pogo again. So you serve entrepreneurs, the self-employed. I think that's probably, there's a large percentage of that demographic of entrepreneurs and business owners who would like to skip business insurance. Why is that a mistake? The thing about like self-employed people or freelancers and things, they're typically smaller operations. And because they're a smaller business, they're like, well, I'm not really a business. Like I'm just like a freelancer, like doing work on the side. And the fact of the matter is, if you are getting paid for your goods or your services, you are totally a business. And all businesses come with risks. Even if you are a blogger sitting in your PJs, like there are risks. What are you saying? Yeah. Could happen. Wait a second. <laughs> These are not PJs. These are fancy pants. <laughs> pants. <laughs> Boy, I see you. <laughs> yeah. So I think just, you know, people kind of understanding that business insurance isn't that expensive if you're a small operation is key. Another key thing to realize is I get that you're a millennial, but you're just not invincible. I'm sorry, but you're not. <laughs> um, Even unicorns need business insurance. Yes, oh, it's true. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a the quote. quarter of the show. <laughs> so a good thing about us and our team full of experts is we can simply guide you in the right direction. Like if you are a blogger in your PJs, you're not going to have the same risks as a landscaper or a handyman. But that doesn't mean that you aren't going to face non-physical risks like unhappy clients or copyright infringement or slander or anything like that. So yes, everyone can benefit from insurance because crazy stuff can happen to anybody. And the good thing is that the less amount of risk you have, the less money your insurance will cost. So you know, it's all pretty fair. Yeah, it's really not that bad. I mean, my opinion on it is like, if something crazy and crappy and expensive happens, like I would much rather someone else pay for it. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I'd rather, I think everyone could agree on that. Yeah, right. I'd rather pay a little each month and then, you know, not lose all my assets and all my money. Yeah, right. like my mom yes. says, you got to spend money to save money. Huh. That's Jeez, a, yeah. a lot of quotes from this. Yes, exactly. <laughs> our, our production team is going to be busy. <laughs> so how do I get a quote if I want to pursue Pogo? Yeah, so literally just go to any page on our website and click get a quote. Just fill out a simple form and we'll provide you with the best option. Yeah, it's super easy. 10 minutes. If fill out your information, we'll hit you up. Hey, here are your best options. Find it online, pay online. Everything's online. It's an online party. Yeah, and then you can go on with your life. Nice, nice. Do what you, <laughs> do what you do best. And it's pogo.co, right? Yes. Yes, dot C-O. We have to keep the rhyming going. Pogo.co. Pogo. Oh, I like oh, that. Yeah. yeah, that's gotcha. a song. No, yeah. I'm teasing. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that works. It's like, it's like a featured hip-hop song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're recording that now. <laughs> I just wanted my name included in the lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out. How long does it take to get a quote? So, Once you have my information, how long until I get one? 
Yeah. So most people can be insured and within an hour or so, you know, it all depends on the complexity of the business. It only takes a couple minutes to fill out. Then it just, you know, it depends on every carrier has a different amount of time that they take, but it's really as fast as humanly possible for commercial insurance. For most entrepreneurs, probably within the day, you would know. Oh yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Pretty much everybody. Pretty much like within an hour. Gotcha. That's that's fast. Jeez. Yeah. We try. Well, and that's just a whole another paradigm shift too. You often think like you've got to go through this long ordeal and talk to these insurance agents and salespeople and you know, you're getting thousands and thousands of pages of documents that you have to fill out that you're never gonna read. It's just gonna take forever. Whereas wow, almost any entrepreneur can handle an hour. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and the great thing about this is, you know, Sometimes you're required to get insurance. Like you're not some responsible human. You're like, dang it, my contract's requiring me. Get it. Get it. Yeah. So, you know, they want to get to working immediately so they can just, you know, get their certificate of insurance, show their proof, and bam, be on their way. Oh, nice. That's true. Yes. I didn't think about that. So David and I just had the luxury of sitting down with our accountant for two hours yesterday. (laughs) And we learned a lot about the new tax law changes and everything else. One question is, is business insurance tax deductible? Yes. Insurance is considered part of the cost of doing business. So it's the deductible expense, just like other business expenses, you know, payroll, bank charges, paper, (laughs) pretty much anything like that. Right. Um, There's, of course, exceptions, but most of the time that's the case. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's cool because it makes it a little bit easier to swallow. And it sounds like you're saying in many cases, it's not as expensive as you might think. And this might make it a little bit easier for you to swallow. Yeah. If you got tight margins. Yeah. So what are your goals with Pogo? Where do you want to go with this? (laughs) So (laughs) we just want to be accessible to everybody. You know, we want to help people. We think we're really into like the gig economy and how the workforce is changing and any way that we can help support these types of people and help them rule the world is (laughs) definitely important to us. Nice. (laughs) Yeah. Basically we want to help other entrepreneurs fulfill their dreams and, and just take this one part off their hands and make it easier for them. Nice. That's awesome. Are you looking to grow Pogo? <laughs> That's fun to say. Growpogo.com. Not slow. <laughs> Not slow. <laughs> yeah, we really want to take this as far as possible. We want to be everywhere. We want to help as many people as possible and make it big. Yeah, I mean, we definitely have the resources. Like, we work with over 30 carriers. We work with the top national carriers. So, I mean, we have relationships with like, you know, kind of like executive people at these companies and they're saying, we're going to do this specialty product for you. Nice. So because we have these relationships, thanks, Steve. Um, <laughs> we're able to, like, thanks, Steve. Yeah, yeah, we'll be able to expand quickly. Yeah, and we're excited <laughs> to work with them. So does that mean that anyone, pretty much anyone across the United States, or are you also international as well for insurance? U.S.-based. U.S.-based, but if you are working abroad, but your business is based in the U.S., we can also help you out. Yes. Awesome. Nice. What up, expats? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Let's go (laughs) geo-liberated. Yes, exactly. (laughs) So I think you kind of alluded to this. What's next for Pogo? We want to just continue to make things as simple as possible for these workers. A big thing that's going to be coming up next is profession-based packages. So kind of bundled options, potentially at a better price 
for profession specific, like, oh, photographer, package, whatever, whatever. And then, like we just said, certain carriers that we're working with are going to help us out with doing some specialty coverage products and some specialty programs. Yeah. And they're also like getting pretty stoked to continue working with us on streamlining the process and looking at where we can make things better with technology and just keep making everything easy and see where we can take it. I just love people who make things. <laughs> I got the chills when you said that you're making packages for different entrepreneurs, different industries. And I think that's exciting because if you are, you know, you know whatever, chef. a chef, if you're a photographer, if you're a landscaper, the idea of going to a website and trying to find insurance that's appropriate for you might still seem a little bit daunting. Right. But if you see something that says culinary chef, independent chef, then you know, okay, well, that's probably my best package to at least to start with. Right. Educate sure. myself before I go. So it's very clear that you have a sense or an eye on serving your audience. And it sounds like probably because you are also your, your audience, that, <laughs> that you know what they need. What you guys are doing is, is amazing. And I'm so thankful that you reached out to us. I hope yeah. that this resonates not only with our entrepreneur listeners who need insurance, but any of our listeners, young or old, gay, straight, male, female, or anything, to go in between. Into, or anything in between, who wants to go into business for themselves. I hope that they get a lot from this particular episode, because I think you're a great example of what you can do, whether you're with a partner or not. Yes. Thank you. And I have one quick note to add. If we can do it, anybody can do it. Because Jade and I, when we first got into insurance, I had a faux hawk and a rat tail. <laughs> and, uh, I was very Euro trash at the time. And Jade had half her head shaved and were two chicks who were married who had little to no insurance, you know, industry experience. And we just made it happen. You know, not everything has to be this big deal. If you don't act like it's a big deal, if you don't let it hold you back, then that is going to give you a better shot at just making it a non-issue for everybody. So do it. Yeah, do great work. Absolutely. Uh, words, Thank you. It. Yes. I think that one of the points you make there is that you will have to commit to learning along the way. You cannot become an entrepreneur and think you have it all ready to go. You're going to learn along the way. Just make the commitment to learn. And who cares what you look like? Yeah. How you talk? Yeah. I mean, you're not like balding and <laughs> ill-fitting. <laughs> hey, now. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not, not balding. You're, not, you're like hot balding. <laughs> so awesome. Thank you so much for reaching out to us. This has been a very enjoyable conversation. Where can our listeners find out more about you and Pogo beyond maybe Pogo.co? <laughs> yeah. So if you want to learn more about business insurance and the self-employed life, you can check out our blog, which is pogo.co slash blog. I know it doesn't rhyme, but it is the URL. And otherwise, you can check us out on social media at Pogo Insurance. Nice. Awesome. Thank you so much. We appreciate you coming on our show. Thanks, Thanks so much. It was a pleasure. Yeah. Thank you, Hannah and Jade. That was a wonderful conversation. You're an inspiration to our community and fresh faces to the insurance industry. If you, our listener, like this Queer Money episode or any other Queer Money episode, please remember to like, comment, and share Queer Money on iTunes. That helps us reach more LGBT people and help us all live bigger, better lives. Please also remember that this episode is being brought to you by the Start Becoming Debt-Free Challenge, available at DebtFreeGuys.com, coming soon. Till next time. Okay. We just serviced you. Now you get to service us by subscribing to this podcast on iTunes and signing up for the Queer Money Lifestyle Newsletter at queer.money. Well, I'm not really gay. <laughs> <laughs>
would help me if I had a personal chef made all me all my healthy meals for me. Right. So instead, I'll have a Snickers tonight for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> the other end, I like the butts. So. <laughs> yeah. uh, From Los Angeles, California to Winooski, Vermont, we're taking queer money on the road. Join us as we gamify personal finance with Queer Money Bingo or catch our signature Live Fabulously, Not Fabulously Broke Talk and so much more in between. Check out QueerMoneyPodcast.com forward slash tour or the link in your podcast player regularly for date and location updates.